0: Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 36. We will be talking about John chapter 14, verses 25 to 31, finishing off that chapter.
1: Yeah, we're really, really excited about uh, just being uh, kind of back in the lab, if you, as they say, and uh, doing... Uh, kind Of going through a passage, so uh, I have a question for you like, oh, like, like we typically do. And yes. um, uh, so, what people, things, experiences in life bring you comfort and peace of mind?
0: Hmm. Okay, some things that first come to mind I do like a hot cup of coffee in the morning, okay, and in a specific kind of mug I don't have just one mug that fits the bill but I do like the cup itself is part of the experience like even if you've seen me here on Sunday mornings I have I drink my coffee not in a styrofoam cup that just takes away from it I have my church mug that I bring from my office why why
1: does that bring you peace of mind
0: I think it is there's just something comforting about that whole experience I like the warm Beverage. I like the cradling the cup is now. I really don't spend that much time thinking about this, but okay. it, but those things are are mind. significant. Okay. I also now totally different avenue. My favorite thing that God made is water. So okay. being by a lake, a mountain stream, nice, nice. Those are kinds of places or experiences that my grandparents, uh, my dad's side of the family, grew. Uh, they lived on a lake my entire growing up. Okay, so that is a comforting memory to me lots of happy memories at silver lake yeah yeah silver lake is it's a nice it's It's not the big silver lake it's like a small it's like a small lake silver lake i think there's four or five silver lakes in michigan this one's near rockford
1: oh okay so So that's on the other near the west side of the state
0: so okay so how about you
1: um so for me um a making sure that my oxen hoodies are clean that brings me peace of mind yes um and and if I am in kind of a remote area, knowing that I have a full tank of gas, that is that brings me peace of mind. If I'm like if I'm kind of in a remote area and I'm a fourth of a tank, and I don't know when the next gas we're going to see the next gas station. Well, we've
0: previously previously talked about how I feel about <laughs>
1: keeping my that gas. That was really table. a knot. That was a nod to you, Carol. So that was... <laughs> I
0: I have I've never run out of gas on a trip, but I have felt like I was making it on fumes to a gas station. So yes, that is. That, that, that is brings, an important piece Especially if of it's mind.
1: dark. Especially if it's dark yeah. and you think the gas stations and are closed. And you don't know, so, right, so, fair. Okay, so why are we talking about this? Because in, particularly in chapter 14 and the passages we're looking at, um, Jesus, um, you know, he's still having this conversation with his disciples and he's about to leave and he knows that um, his disciples are going to be kind of thrown into confusion and um, they're not going to have kind of a, I mean, they're, they're going to be feeling the lack of peace. And so Jesus says, hey, listen, I'm going to give you peace. As I'm, I'm about to leave, I want to give you peace so that you might uh, continue to carry out the, the mission that I've, I've given you. And so this entire chapter, but these particular passages, this, these particular verses are talking about the peace that Jesus gives us. Mm-hmm. And um and and I I would imagine in our world today people are longing for peace. They're longing for I mean we're looking at, you know, the war in Ukraine, we're looking at gas prices that Whew. that's con- yeah, that that takes away your peace. Yep. So uh and so many other things, not that's that's globally but also personally we deal with the lack of peace. And so Jesus talks about this idea of peace and uh and I love the fact that uh, he gives us this encouraging, these encouraging words, mm-hmm. not only to his disciples, but he gives us these encouraging words as well. And so, uh, so that's that's what we're that's what we're going after yeah. today. What so when you read this passage, what are some of the things that that really connect with you and stand out to you?
0: Yeah. So, as you mentioned, this is part of that conversation Jesus is having with his disciples. He has just told him them some scary things, and you know that he is leaving. Uh, Judas has left, so their expectations are rattled for what is happening. And so he does, um, I mean, picking up in verse 25 and 26, he promises that the Holy Spirit will teach them all things and remind them of everything that he has told you. He's leaving, but he's not leaving them to themselves. Right. And then goes on to say that the peace verses that you were just referencing, Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. And I'll maybe pause right there because I think that's interesting. He says, it's my peace. It's not the same as the world's. Yeah. So I was thinking about that. Like, okay, what is the difference between Jesus's peace and world, the world's peace? I mean, in the world's peace, I think we think of the absence of trouble, like wars are done. Families are not fighting. Um, Things are settled; they're not in transition. It's based on our circumstances.
1: Absolutely, things are back to normal, right? Things are like yes. you know, post-COVID. Oh, we're back to normal, so there's a sense of peace. Gas prices are back down to a dollar fifty. Oh, maybe. can you <laughs> even imagine? Yeah, we have we have a sense of peace. But Jesus is not saying he's not saying I'm, I'm offering you that kind of peace, a temporary kind, but a right. peace that actually outlasts those kinds of things that come uh, come lurking for us. So,
0: Yeah, and I think that's, so instead of a peace that's based on our circumstances and things going how we want them to be, because as you just said, that's not going to happen. That's yeah. not real. He also says, in this world, you will have trouble. That's right. Um, so then what does Jesus's peace look like and maybe, or feel like how is it different? If it's not based on our circumstances, what is it then?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's a again a really, really good question. I think it's an, it's an internal confidence mm-hmm. that though everything is is going to hell in the handbasket around me, I can actually have a confidence in God being with me, being for me. Um, um, my mind is not swirling with confusion, but I recognize that God is sovereign and He will use even these troubles. To develop me, shape me to be the kind of person that He desires um, me to be, and so, so with the world's peace. When the money runs out, then we we're we're worried, mm-hmm. or when um, when there are fights and wars and rumors of wars, we get worried. <clears throat> but when those things happen, the kind of peace that Jesus gives, uh, it, it is a settled again a settled confidence is in Him. And knowing that uh, he's going to be present with us in the in the face of all kinds of trouble, so I think it, it is a it is a deep joy. It's a deep confidence. It is a deep sense of the presence of God in the face of all kinds of things going on around us. What yeah. do you think?
0: Yeah, I agree with that. It makes me think of how, how Paul says um, a peace that surpasses understanding. Yeah. Like it may not. It's not based on circumstances, and there may be people that think how how can you be at peace when this your life is a train wreck right now yeah 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 like this is these are hard circumstances you're dealing with and yet you do have that hope you have a hope you have a confidence you have a settledness and it is that understanding it it surpasses our earthly understanding and, and
1: so much so we can't even it we we're even now trying to articulate what yes. that looks like and we can't we can't actually do it because it does surpass surpass our human understanding
0: okay and i I do think we should um, tack down on that a little bit because there's a very common, um, popular practice right now of mindfulness. Yeah, yeah. Which, okay, so well, how is mindfulness different than Jesus's peace? Yeah. Because it it could be viewed as that same thing. And well, anyway, I'll let you answer okay. that. So.
1: <laughs> so, so you 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 bring up the the idea of mindfulness, and mindfulness um, is kind of entrenched in um, to a certain degree, uh, Eastern mysticism. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it is about emptying, Mm -hmm. um, my mind or visualizing something. And as long as I can visualize it, then that will somehow bring me the kind of peace that, um, that I want even kind of like meditation, meditation, you, you know, you have your kind of transcendental meditation, and then you have your biblical meditation and uh, transcendental meditation, Eastern mysticism is like emptying my mind, emptying my heart, and um, and and having a quiet center. Now, to a certain degree, that's true, but the kind of um, meditation and mindfulness that um, I think the Bible talks about, it is this sense of letting the Word of God find a place in our hearts. And we are chewing on that word over and over again, like God will never leave me nor forsake me. So when I think about that and think about it and let it roll over in my mind and find a lodging in my heart, I, I feel now the sense of God's presence with me, and that is what brings me peace not the emptying, but the actually filling of my heart and mind with God's word and and His character and His attributes.
0: Yeah, and I think it's a confidence and a hope in God, not in ourselves. Like yeah. I think mindfulness, um, in the earthly and popular sense, is just—it's all within you, and it and it's up to you, and in believing that you can do it. And I will tell you. Maybe for a short time, but then you end up hiding in the bathroom from your kids. You <laughs> go for a dr- walk around the block just to get some headspace when you you know you need to step away from work. Are if it is up to us, we will just run out. Yeah. Like we can't do it. Yeah. And uh, and that's where I think that whole mindfulness in the earthly sense r- runs dry. Like I, I
1: love that. You're, you're, this is the focus on God, not myself. Yeah. And, um, and again, you're right, it, it, believing in myself and, you know, very popular word right now is manifesting and, Mm -hmm. um, that it, you know, you, you have a momentary sense of, oh, things are going well, but ultimately when the stuff hits the fan, you, you need someone who's bigger than the stuff that hits the fan and that's God.
0: Yeah. I think we all realize, nope, I am not enough. Like I am not enough. But he is enough, and and if that is where our focus is, and that is and it's our confidence is in him, um, that is how we experience that peace.
1: So what, what do you what do you think? Um, so Jesus says, "My peace, I give you. I leave you. How how then? You know, maybe it's a practical way. Maybe we've already answered it. How do we receive this mm-hmm. this peace that Jesus gives us? Um, it, are there some things that we can do practically mm-hmm. to, to, to receive the peace that Jesus has?
0: Mm-hmm. I think you alluded to a little bit of already. Some of it is what we take in and the importance of taking in God's word. Um, I just recently heard about a study called The Power of four Okay. And it was a study over quite some time, l- noticing uh, kind of the tipping point of if you read the Bible... Uh, once a week, twice a week, three times a week, there is a negligible difference in your experiences in life. Like, obviously, that's not bad. Yeah. But it was the four—if you reading the Bible four times or more a week, that's when it was like the faucet turns on. And it was had all kinds of positive effects from well-being to even practical circumstances, uh, which I loved because I thought, yes, that is— um and I always love when research backs up things that the Bible says are true, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Secular research, actually I'm not sure if it was a secular com- or group that did that study, but but I thought that was very powerful and shows yes, abiding in God's word can is even as practical as Four or more times a week.
1: Four more times. So three, three. If, if I do it three times, it's like I, I'm coming up a little bit short. But if I do it the Whatever four it times, is, <laughs> that
0: tips the scales. Okay. And and it makes sense. Like yeah, if that yeah, if yeah. God's word is a part of your life to that extent, yes, it is habit for me.
1: It's habit. It forming. It is
0: habit forming, yeah. and you're surrounding yourself in it, and you will want more of that. Uh, so the once, you know, once a week, come to the Sunday gathering or listen to a sermon on a podcast, like. It's, yeah. that's not yeah. going to make that much of a difference yeah. that's not enough uh, for you so I think it is what we take in I think it's also um, what we choose to leave out like the rest of that verse verse 27 Jesus says don't let your heart be troubled or fearful so that don't let is an action on our part absolutely absolutely it, it's a choice saying I am not going to focus on this or let this take over and consume me. I'm not going to um dwell in the past, those things that I cannot change, or worry about the future. Those, you know, I've heard somebody say, you know, God doesn't give us he gives us grace for the moment for but if we are grace in the future, that's just we that's worry. Like yes. he will provide he provides our daily bread, strength for what we need today. When we're focused on the future or focused on the past, we're missing out. Um and not relying on his daily grace for yeah, us. So. I would,
1: I would even add not only what you put in, um, and what you leave out. I would also um, like, like, who you let in your circle, who you yeah. hang around. Yeah. So if you're dealing, if you're hanging around people who um, just are constantly worrying about, you know, the present, worrying about the future, and anxious, an- anxiety is contagious. So um, um, that's not. To say that you know we don't minister and come alongside those individuals, but if if your constant diet is uh, or your constant connection and affiliation with people who are constantly, you know, worried about, and they they will take your peace, they will and or
0: negative or negative the complaining. Yep. I mean, for sure we can latch on. You know, I call it jumping in the pot, and everybody's you know <laughs> somebody starts complaining. Oh yeah, and this, and oh yeah, that, and
1: yeah, and and before long you you're sitting down and either your hands are sweaty, your leg is bouncing, your heart is racing. And it's like, it's not, I haven't drank coffee. Yeah. So why am I feeling this way? It's because of the number of people you, you've, you I think you've affiliated with, hung around, that mm-hmm. fellowship with, and now you've kind of caught their anxiety. And I think um, being able to limit those kinds of, uh, and it's, it's hard to do that, especially because we're called to be with people, bless people. But I think we have to be careful, even of the people we uh, kind of let in our circle, mm-hmm. as we, um, you know, as we as we journey with Jesus. So, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah, very true. And this concept of not letting your heart be troubled, making a choice, is all over Scripture. Like Paul talks about in Colossians when he says, um, "Set your mind on things above." Like set your mind. Yeah. That's that's a decision. Uh, in First Peter one thirteen, it says, "Set your hope yeah. in Christ." Like again, that's a choice. That's setting. Or Philippians four eight was is that list of anything that's true, noble, praiseworthy. I'm not. That's the Carolyn version. That's not an actual <laughs> version. <laughs> but it says dwell on these things. Like those yeah. are the yeah. things that we should be spending our mental time and energy on. Um. Yeah, and yeah. and I think that that all of that. Aids to experiencing peace.
1: Absolutely, Now, I think you 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 mentioned it earlier, um, um, being being open to the the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit's presence mm-hmm. to give us that supernatural peace. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a peace that surpasses understanding. Where it, where does it come from? It is the whole, It is Holy Spirit who is present within every believer, uh, producing the fruit of love, joy peace mm-hmm. um, and um, and giving him space, submitting to him, not grieving him, not quenching his fire in us, yeah. uh, waking up every day um, saying, I'm, I know that I'm going to experience a war of some kind, not just the just what's coming across the news outlets in terms of Ukraine and Russia, but there's going to be a, a personal war, there's going to be a communal war, there's going to yep. be a relational war that we need to face. And so asking Holy Spirit... Would you please give me what it takes to walk into the fray today mm-hmm. and remain calm and peaceful and be the calm? Help me to be the calmest one in the room when, um, when the environment is highly, highly anxious. And so I think having um, our friend, you know, our advocate, yep. our helper, Holy Spirit, uh, I think is really crucial in receiving the peace that Jesus offers us.
0: Yeah. Uh, this chapter is so loaded. It's so this section is so good. Was there anything else that you wanted to point out? I was in verse. Well, I noticed in verse 29 is our key word believe there. Um, Jesus says, I have told you now before it happens, right? So that when it does, you may believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. I mean, that's is our keyword for this whole book yeah is these all of these circumstances are pointing to help us believe that Jesus is the Messiah he is God's son and now Jesus is telling his disciples hey i'm i'm telling you about these things before they happen so boom this will be confirmation that you, this that i am who i you, i said i am yeah and
1: i i think it goes back to that that mantra um to be uh, forewarned is to be forearmed, yeah. and so for uh, Jesus forewarns us that there will be trouble in the world, um, there will be pain and suffering, and so I'm letting you know so when it actually happens, you won't be surprised. I think there are a lot of Christians who, or a lot of people who come to know Jesus, and it's like uh, all of my troubles will go away, mm-hmm. and I will have peace for the rest of my life. And again, whoever told them that they were not, no. they were not giving good information. Right. Jesus right. predicts it's going to happen. And I just want you to be aware of it. So when you do experience it, you will know, number one, you won't be surprised. And then number two, uh, you'll know how to go to the sources that give you peace uh, in the course of trouble. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, that's, I think that's, that's. again, you're right. This chapter is filled with, uh, with a lot of good stuff. And I think John ends it. He talks about, hey, let not your heart be troubled, verse yep. number one, and then he gets to the end of this chapter hey, I'm giving you peace. And uh, so I love it. And um, so yeah, it's good stuff. So
0: what, as we wrap up, what can we believe about God, ourselves and others from this section?
1: Yeah, I I think the the first thing is that God wants to give us peace. He he, he is, you know, Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. And so we can trust that he is a peace giver mm-hmm. and um, and there has to be trouble in order for us to experience peace hmm. uh, or at least to appreciate peace mm-hmm. and so uh, i think we can learn that about god is that he's a peace giver yeah, yeah.
0: and and that promise of the holy spirit yeah. is huge yeah so huge i mean that the holy spirit will teach us and remind us. I like both of yeah, those. Yeah. Like, you, it's the teaching and reminding because uh, we are good forgetters. Yeah, good but for when us, we're like that. taking in God's word, right. the Holy Spirit is teaching us through that, and He will also remind us. Hey, remember this. This is this is what is true when whatever we might be facing. Um, I love that. And then for ourselves, just that good. Uh, well, that expectation and desire for Jesus's peace. Yeah. And that, that practical step that I, what does it look like for me to not let my heart be troubled?
1: Yeah. And, and to, and to focus on, you know, spending time. And I like the, you know, the power for, mm-hmm. um, that, uh, not only encouraging myself to have the streak, right? The streak yeah, of, there you go. uh, but also encouraging others. Hey, if, if you want the peace of God, uh, you're going to have to, um, um, uh, have a Bible intake that becomes habitual and not, uh, not in a sense checking off a box, right. but letting his words right. sink deep and metabolize in our lives. So yep.
0: yeah, absolutely. Good well, stuff. Great conversation. Friends. Thank you for listening. We encourage you to share this podcast with a friend, um, and let other people know, uh, what you are learning and learn along together.